Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. spoken to Will Darkens at all this morning, which is a little bit rare, so good morning to you, sir. Hey, what's going on, man? Do you have a sanitizing wipe in your hand right now as we're getting ready to start the show? Yeah. Man! I'm wiping my hands. You're prepared. It has been a... I didn't wash my hands after I went to the bathroom, so this is just as good. That checks out. Is there any indication that, uh, you know, not washing your hands after going to the bathroom and spreading the virus? It's just making you a disgusting person. So I don't think you're doing anything against protocol. You need to wash your hands a lot, but it doesn't say anything right after the bathroom, so you're safe. Look, here's the thing. Tell me the thing. I had to pee, and there is a urinal, and I put my pants down, didn't touch anything. Just let her hang. Did my business, waited 10 minutes for everything to kind of clear wait what and now then pull it back up there's no reason i should have to wash my hands 10 no. minute 10 minute air dry just a 10 minute you know shake and bake shake and bake just do the helicopter and you're safe because yeah, then you get it everywhere <laughs> get it everywhere all right well after 10 minutes is it safe to do the helicopter just make sure everything's dry and safe Look, you can't be too cavalier in these times well, I'll tell you, man, it has been a weird week. What did you do this week? Uh, I, I was sent home. I came into work on Monday. I figured, hey, you know, take the proper precautions. Everybody's like, oh, you're an idiot. I freaking knew you'd get sent home. We talked about yeah, this last weekend, and you were like, oh, I think I'm going to come in Monday. Hey, nobody told me not to come in, so I came in. And then they said, uh, hey, what are you doing here? Go home. Why don't you go home? There was, I don't know, there's maybe a handful of people. Uh, so then Monday afternoon, set up the home office, uh, mostly, got it about at eh, 90%, uh, ordered a new cable on Amazon to get uh, three screens across so I could be Dude, you're full. you're three screening it? Well, I got the laptop plus two screens. 
What do you have to three screen for? Oh, we throw a laptop screen. It's the smallest of them. So that holds uh, my iTunes and my new Slack account where you can kind of keep up with the goings on. Okay. So I can, you know, uh, rotate through some uh, new music, some classic rock. Uh, listening to uh, the Super Unknown album feels like it's very fitting, uh, mm -hmm. Soundgarden, since mm -hmm. we've kind of fell on Black Days and we're in the Super Unknown right now. And Spoonman's a great track. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Slack, which I hadn't really used before uh, because we signed up for it. We had a little bit of a computer issue earlier on mm -hmm. here at the Entercom, mm. uh, which seems like small potatoes now, doesn't it? Seems like a really big idea or a big deal when it happened. Still now, is. Yeah, but right now, eh, not that big of a deal. So we signed up for a Slack account. Me and one other person signed up for it and never used it. So I had the account. Kind of wait you and one other person. I'm on for the, Slack for the sales one. Uh, I'm on the sales one. So, anyways, never really used it, and uh, nobody's really using it now. But it's a, apparently a way to communicate with people. But well, so I got that on my laptop it is screen. Said it might take over email. I, that's what they say, but uh, doesn't seem to be. So then the main screen is whatever I'm working on. Mm. This is my, my focus screen. Mm -hmm. This is where my emails are. This is where my uh, you know. Uh, my Word documents are. I'll occasionally have an Excel spreadsheet there. The things that I'm working on. Uh, YouTube videos, Facebook. Right there, right in the center screen. And then on the right side, it's it's a little more of uh, your reference tab, you know? You just throw the things up there that you're kind of half working on. You're going back and forth between uh, A and B, and you just go back and forth between those two screens. It's nice because, uh, you know, I don't really print things out. Once upon a time, you'd transcribe something from a piece of paper onto a computer. Everything's already on the computer. So having the three screens uh, makes me more productive. Does that answer your question? So where does the porn go? That's the question. Because oh. you're definitely watching porn. Oh, all three screens. It when, when it's pulled. So you have it on a separate tab, and you probably got IT to do like a... Uh, to do like a the super a, video yeah like yeah. A, a huge video screen where it's just like super wide vision sure so you can see all of it that's right when you're watching uh you know the big beautiful ladies you need uh three screens did you really go on porn because you know that no. like the the laptop you have is company property and yeah no you're gonna no. have to give it back at some point and then they'll look at it and be like hey what's with all these videos of pregnant women yeah, no, uh, yeah, the, we don't use the uh, computers. Like, for, I get it. I like a pregnant woman just as much as the next guy. But seriously. All right. There's like a thousand videos. And yeah. that was just Monday. Well, I will say, uh, so this week was bizarre. So my wife uh, works for a small movie theater, do fine dining. Studio One Theaters over on uh, Cesar Chavez and Powell. Uh, hopefully it will reopen soon, but they had to shut things down. No gatherings of 25 people or more restaurant industry basically shut down. So she was kind of going back and forth, figuring out what her week and life for the time being is going to be. So yesterday she was officially unemployed. So that's fun. Super fun. So we're just trying to figure out the balance, man, what to do with the kids, kind of how to, how to figure everything out so I can still get some, some work done. Uh, the one thing I will say, if you're going to get quarantined, mm. Beautiful week to do it. I mean, yeah. The weather was fantastic. All the people that set up their new routines, it's like, yeah, and I go and I work outside in the second part of the... Yeah, next week you're going to get the real quarantine because it's going to be rain. It's not going to be fun. Yeah. This week wasn't so bad. It was great. 
I set up a routine. I'm working from home now, and I set up a routine aren't, where aren't we all? Yeah, yeah. Where uh, I work in the morning, and then at noon I go to uh, Aloha High School, and I do laps around the track, and then I do sure. stairs. And oh then yeah. I come back and work the rest of the day, and that's it. Yeah. Uh, Pretty boring. Correct, correction for the text line: Sound Garden, not Savage Garden. Did you say Savage Garden? I hope not. I bet you did. That'd be a sweet slip. Too bad there's no way to listen back to the show. What have you been uh, podcast binging on? Bin- oh, binge? What do you mean binging? What have you been watching? Uh, well, I told you last week I was watching some Barry, but there's well, only two. What about se- during this past week? What have you been watching? Yeah, I didn't watch anything. You didn't watch anything. No, so you're telling me you I woke s- up. Went to your three monitors, closed yep. all the porn tabs, started yep. working, yep, and then didn't stop working until like what ten o'clock. Where once you know, again, you close all the porn tabs again, no. then go to your bed, fall over, and fall asleep. No, spend time with my children and my wife. So your children have just been great, right? This whole actually, I've been pretty good. They haven't they, been like they have. So they have stir crazy. No, so they have. They have a small preschool that they go to. There's like 12 kids that go there, but they don't go all, all every day. So they, she was able to stay open. So we wanted to keep them in their routine. We also wanted to support a you know small local business. We don't want her to get in you know financial dire straits. So we decided to keep the kids going there. So they went Monday through Thursday. Then yesterday, my wife was home with them, so they didn't really uh, didn't really see the effects of kind of the routine that everybody else's has been broken. So they'll probably go three days next week until something changes unless we get completely shut down. But my wife's home from work, so pretty good balance there. Wasn't too bad. I watched watched Shazam last night, the movie, and I was like, "Ah, So it's gotten to that point, huh? No, my wife had seen it. She goes, oh, it's pretty good. I'd watch it again. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Did you watch it? Your wife, who works... In the a movie, movie theater. That's right. Watch Shazam, then gave you a personal recommendation oh, yeah. to watch Shazam. And, well, no, not only did she, she said, I'd watch it again if you want to watch it. I'm like, oh. all right. Did you watch it? Yes, I've seen Shazam. Okay. Well, it's terrible. Why are you mad at Shazam? Come on. It's Shaquille O'Neal. We're talking about the same Shazam, right? No, there isn't some, like, 60s movie. There's that, a new like, one. What are you talking about? Zach, Zachary Levi. Oh, that. Yes. I thought you meant the Shaquille O'Neal Shazam. No. What? No. Get out of here. There is a Shaquille O'Neal I understand that. I thought that's what you were saying. I I was like, what the hell's wrong with you? Yeah. Now, that movie I haven't seen yet, but it it looked okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was was entertaining. A little kid turns into a full-grown adult superhero, but he still acts like a kid because he's a 14-year-old kid. So superhero version of Big. And it was, and they even had the uh, nod to Big where he's fighting uh, the bad guy that wants to take his powers from him. They end up fighting through like a department store and they end up on a giant keyboard fighting just for a moment as the nod to Big, which I found delightful. Do they have another nod where uh, the scene is when um, she's going to bed with him? And uh, you remember the scene in yes. Big where, yes, like, where he touches the boob and where, then loses his mind. Yeah, but then she like turns the lights off and like a, a regular teenager, he flips the lights back on because he's like, screw that, dude. I want to see this. Yeah, I've confirmed Shaq is in Kazam. Oh, Kazam. Okay. Yeah. yeah so sorry. The week of quarantine has. Uh, no, I've got you. I didn't think it was Shazam. I didn't know for sure because I've never seen Kazam. I don't know that my wife has seen it, and she certainly never recommended it to okay. me. Okay. All so right. That's good. My sure. mistake. But, yes, Zachary Levi 
in Shazam. Pretty good. So on HBO Go, I've watched a bunch of movies. I also started watching McMillions. Mm -hmm. It's stupid. It's terrible. That it's really boring. That FBI agent is the most annoying person. I can't remember his name. Doug something. Yeah. But he's like the primary Mm -hmm. speaker. And then and that's a really terrible documentary in the fact that they just go. All right, and here's uh, clearly the um, the reenactment that we're going to do, but we're going to hire people to go around and walk. We won't show their faces, so you think it might be actual footage of it, but they just stroll around showing, like, the, what was the, oh. McDonald's. Yes, no, what was the, t- what was the TV show? America's Shazam. Most Wanted. It oh. was the America's Most Wanted quality re- reenactments of all the things that happened. That's what it reminded me of. So... Was it because there are, uh, for some reason, in the 1990s, they did that a lot. They had a lot of reenactment shows. One of my favorite ones was Unsolved Mysteries. Now, those were incredible reenactments. Maybe those are the ones I'm thinking of. Oh, dude, the Unsolved Mysteries reenactments were like, I I mean, you want to talk about exaggerated. Yeah, those, maybe that's the one I'm thinking of. But both those shows, didn't those shows run back to back? Unsolved Mysteries and sure. America's Most Wanted. People it's, liked it. Yeah. It was the 1990s. Like we didn't know what edition. good reality TV was yet. Here, well, and here's the thing is maybe, just maybe, those reenactments were great, but I've been sullied by Drunk History. Those are the only reenactments I want. Oh, really? Our Drunk History reenactments. That show got old. I only watched Fast. Did it? Started, I, I, started to fall off a cliff. Well, like, I remember watching it. Uh, in college when it first started as a funny and die skit. Yeah, that's where I remember it. And, and then right when I went on uh, Comedy Central. Yeah, and I was like, okay, like, this is funny. And then it's just kind of the same thing every time. Mm. It's just so, And then I came to the realization that I was like, oh, yeah, I hate talking to drunk people. Why would I watch this? <laughs> like, it's only Wait, fun hates, talking to a drunk person. talking to drunk people? But, like, it's only fun Talking to a drunk person when you are in fact drunk. Uh, maybe that's true, but I like talking. Like, I bet that show would be funny if I was drunk, but yeah, I don't know. It's pretty fun talking to really drunk people. Yeah, really annoying. I know, but it's easy to leave, and then you just you can distract them really easily, and easy you start messing with them. Yeah, it's it's not so bad, dude. I can't get out of a room. She's always like, "Oh, come back, come back to my place. My roommates yeah, are gone." That's fair. Come back. I'm like, no, nah, I can't, sweetie. We're married. I'm your roommate. <laughs> You know who you're talking to right now. We're going <laughs> to sleep in the same bed. Really awkward. In fact, I might not because you just threw up on it. All right. Um, <clears throat> here's the thing. It was a very weird week. We kind of got distracted there. Not sure how. Uh, I mean, this is pretty par for the course for our show. Actually. No, I'm not too concerned I mean, this about is, it. Even if this was like the NBA and we're just, uh, would we be heading into the playoffs right now? Yeah. We'd April, be close, we've right? been getting close. Yeah. But like, I think we still probably would have started like We this. still have. Actually, we still have quite a bit of NBA left because I think it's into April before. That was fantastic. Um, it's well into April before we get into the playoffs because it's like April 15th or something, the last Blazers game. I can pull up the schedule. It probably still exists somewhere. Um, but I do need to talk about a couple things. Uh, and if you haven't seen it, I'll give you time in the break. We need to discuss Ben Roethlisberger's beard. Oh, yeah, I saw it. I think it's a perfect illustration of how people feel in the world today. So we'll start there. And other quarterback news, I, I saw a headline that literally reads, why isn't anyone interested in Jameis Winston? The number 30. 
I, I think has something to do with that. All right. We'll talk about that and the Bucks new quarterback. Uh, NFL still rolls on. Free agency has been fun and a nice distraction. So we'll start there next. It's the Sinner and Saint on 1080 The Fan. According to the legend, he carried only three tools, a hammer, a saw, and a T-square. Elvis Presley died by his own hand. Friends in America's playground. Las Vegas, Nevada. The crash and dash practitioners. Cloaked in secrecy, they show up without warning. State their business, then vanish as quickly as they appear. Driving a... The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins on 1080 The Fan. Yes, that's right, Kurt Cobain. Stay away. Little Robert Stack for you, too. That's well done there. Um, did you have that on the ready? No, I just looked it up. Ready to get. Oh, you need Unsolved Mysteries? There you go. Yeah, um, he really could just scare the crap out of you, <laughs> Robert Stack. Because he always would start a scene by either descending a staircase, walking from... Like, walking from the background to the foreground with surprising quickness. Or, and then he was also wearing a trench coat. Wasn't the camera always coming in at the same time? That's right. Yeah. So, so maybe made that it was the, de- That's the, the deception. Yeah. Is you're walking like, at the regular pace, and then all of a sudden here comes the camera, and then you meet in the middle. Um, Robert stacks fast. Thanks, thank goodness the NFL free agency was not postponed. Because I do not know what we would talk about. Robert Stack. Well, I mean, I know what you and I would talk about. I meant the greater we, mm. the sports family here at 1080. The royal we. The royal we. Um, so you said you did have a chance to see Ben Roethlisberger's beard? Yeah, I saw it. Did it take a double take to figure out who the hell that was? No. Oh, really? Because that's kind of how you seem. You hate Ben Roethlisberger. You think he's a scuzzbag of a human being. Yeah, he is which a scuzzbag. Yeah. Entirely inaccurate. Um, but, but, I mean, but he's it, a pretty recognizable face. I mean, he yeah. has one of the fattest faces ever. <laughs> he does, but his beard currently is disgusting, and I think it is exactly what coronavirus feels like in a person's face. Ben Roethlisberger looks like he was up in the mountains of Appalachia, like hunting wild animal to get ready for winter, survived it, came back and went, what the hell's going on here? He looks like he's been hibernating. Yes. He likes he woke up on the cave floor and just got up and was like, ah, shoot a video. What's this thing? A he, phone? He looks like he looks like Ryan Fitzpatrick without grooming. Yeah. He looks like Ryan Fitzpatrick if Fitzpatrick retired, got a job at White Castle, like lost money and had to survive on solely White Castle. If if Ryan Fitzpatrick were Bill Clinton mm. as president of the United States, uh, Ben Roethlisberger looks like Roger Clinton. You ever see his brother? You're like, oh, it kind of looks like him, only except for like the way worse version. I could sort of see that. Maybe. Um, so the big yeah, you news got political, bro. Oh, did I get too political? Too political. Uh, <laughs> the most shocking news of this week, and I, maybe I'm misreading this, but people are trying to convince me, uh, in the other direction. Tom Brady's going to be terrible in Tampa Bay, right? Oh no, you're one of them. What is wrong with you? How are people actually trying to think that this is going to be a successful venture for Tom Brady and the Buccaneers? This seems like a, Terrible idea for all involved. So, read the room for a minute. 
Okay. Yep. Look around your division. Yep. You have the Saints. Okay. Drew Brees coming back. Okay. You've got a new new uh, regime, new quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater moving over to Carolina. And you have Matt Ryan and the the Atlanta Falcons who just added Todd Gurley if he has anything left. Okay, he doesn't. So I, know, but, um, I mean, I think you and I reported. You remember when that broke and like everybody was yeah, treating yeah, it like yeah. it wasn't a big deal that he had arthritis in his knee? And we were like, this is huge. <laughs> Isn't yeah. he the offensive MVP? Like, yeah, didn't they just sign him for $30 million yeah. a year at running back? He has arthritis. That's bad. Yes. Um, yeah. It. You know what? Honestly, I, this could be an okay situation because you're mixing a lot of good factors. One, okay. the Saints at this point, uh, the, the boat has passed. I'm sorry. You're not going to win a Super Bowl. And Drew Brees coming back for his last year is, I don't know, a thank you tour or something. They it's still it's have, passed, my friend. They still have Taysom Hill. Great. So that's passed. Uh, Carolina Panthers right now, I think, are in rebuild mode. Yeah, they are bringing any Teddy Bridgewater on board, but at mm-hmm. the same time, they need more pieces. And the Atlanta Falcons at this point, I think that you know what you've got, and what you've got is a real sub-500 team that won't make the playoffs again. So in your division, you got a great chance. You also have to realize that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, for the most part, other than Jameis Winston, were a pretty good team. <sighs> yeah. Seriously. Okay. The, if, if they even had a quarter of a competent quarterback in there well that's all um, brady is blake bortles like th- no dude he's not if you had blake bortles three years ago that team would have been in the playoffs okay no way th- they missed the playoffs but they're in the nfc playoffs so then you have to go through teams like the packers the mm-hmm. vikings the 49ers you have to go up and play against i mean that defense line won't be as stout the seahawks have been a playoff team for you know five, six years, and, you know, it'll depend on what their team looks like after free agency. But if they can retain Clowney, I think that's a big thing, which now you're starting to see more rumors of. One of the biggest advantages Brady has had, his division was the Bills, the Jets, the Dolphins. I understand that the Panthers are probably in rebuilding mode. I get that the Super Bowl window may have closed for the Saints, and the Falcons are not as good. But, dude, where do you put those teams up against the Bills, the Jets, and the Dolphins? I'm sorry, if the Falcons or the Panthers are the worst team in there, pick your worst team. They're ahead of the Bills and the Jets, both of them. So not ahead of the Bills. Or, no, I'm sorry, the Dolphins and the Jets. Dolphins and the Jets. The I Bills are probably yeah. in, a, in a little bit better spot. Yeah. But the Dolphins and the Jets, if you take the six other teams, the worst two teams are the Jets and the Dolphins, I think, by a landslide. And Buffalo sits even Maybe nah, a little ahead of those little teams. Ahead. Okay, but not ahead of the Saints. Far, far better defense. You put them ahead of the Saints? Uh, I'm honestly, not. defensively, they're better than the Saints. And right now, I, I know that everybody just absolutely was gaga about Drew Brees last year and his age and everything. Look at the stats if you want. That guy was highly inefficient when it came to the one playoff game that he had to win. And sure. that team relies far too much on him and it it gets exposed once you get to the playoffs because their running game can't keep up. When they traded Mark Ingram, stuff kind of started going downhill because they realized, oh, yeah, Alvin Kamara kind of needs rest. Well, yeah, you need a changeup back. Yeah. The NFL has kind of proven that again and again. Mm-hmm. You don't have a bell cow that's going to go and run over the league. I mean, Zeke Elliott has had success numbers-wise, but the team hasn't won. So here, here was... Here's why I'm going to say that this will work out for Tampa Bay. Okay. And I want to set the precedent here and say that I don't think they'll win a Super Bowl. Okay. I'm saying it'll work out because I'm very confident they're going to make the playoffs. Very okay. confident. I 
I would not go that far, but okay. Defense is great. You now have a competent quarterback. Okay. Uh, you have a solid running game, and I, I, I'm really not kidding here. I think you're going to get Antonio Brown. I really <laughs> probably because I think that in those contract talks, Tom kind of did a behind the back kind of thing, saying, "Hey, if I sign this thing, you need to make a real push for this guy. Because yeah. you don't have to pay him a lot. No one will. He'll play for whatever. Yeah. So I think it's going to work." Mm. To get into the playoffs. What was your other option? You have the 14th pick in the NFL draft. All other good quarterbacks are going to get taken before sure. that, unless you get lucky. You would have had to trade up to go get somebody like Tua, where for the most part, if you add Tom Brady, you already have all the other assets in place with a great defense, with a good wide receiver, good running game. The offensive line could use a little bit of work, but Tom Brady in the past has done pretty well with a bad offensive line. He knows how to get the ball out quick. And you have, most of all, Bruce Arians at head coach, who's considered quarterback whisperer, and he has a good proof of that. Yeah, you know, but you don't need could... a quarterback whisperer. Tom Brady's ready to hurt it all. That's the other thing. It's, yeah, yes, he's a quarterback-friendly coach. Okay, well, then bring in a decent quarterback that has a couple years out of him. He's 43 years old. I just don't see this turning into a great success where everybody goes, man, what a great move. It's going to be two years that we look back on, like we look at Michael Jordan on the Wizards. And we go, eh, he probably shouldn't. He didn't need to do that. But what if it turns into Brett Favre on the Vikings? If it turns into Brett Favre on the Jets? I don't know. You know, I mean. Brett Favre I was in a better situation when he went to the Jets than he was with the Vikings. In fact, the Vikings looked completely listless before he got there. Sidney yeah. Rice looked like a draft bust. He yeah, turned Sidney Rice into a Pro Bowl wide receiver who got a huge contract from Seattle. I don't know. I, I guess I guess if you say something, like I guess that. if you say making the playoffs as a success, as a success yeah. then okay, maybe. But they'll make the playoffs. Who who has a better record next season, the New England Patriots or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Tampa Bay Buccaneers easily. Easily? Yes. I don't know, man. Who if the you, hell is going to quarterback that team? Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. It's, Dude, I see. It's, I think you're a, you're you're of the school of thought that it's Belichick, not Brady. Yes, exactly. You? Okay. Yeah. See, I, I think it's even. I think it's an even di- distribution of okay. talent and of mental capacity. And I, I, I don't know who the hell you're going to get at quarterback. You really you want to put Andy Dalton back there? Yeah. He sure looks probably, scrubbed up. Probably better than Stidham. Oh uh, well, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I feel like if you can win ten games with Matt Castle. You Dude, can, you don't have any weapons. I, I literally get nothing. That's right. it. You don't have any offensive weapons. Like you, maybe one guy who's a Pro Bowler on that offense. Uh, Edelman. No, not anymore. Well, Dude, he's been Brady. for a year and a half. Yeah. Listen, I I don't. You don't know. have any deep threats. You don't have a running game. Your offensive well, line has gotten worse. I mean, it's not bad, but it's it's not great. We've talked about their defense falling off the cliff at the beginning of every season. We talked about their offense falling off the cliff at the beginning of seasons, and they somehow make it to the Super Bowl. They figure out ways to win games. Somebody brought up on the the fan text line, oh, Tampa Bay had Seattle in overtime, probably should have won that game. Well, the difference between good teams, great teams, and bad teams is how many times do we get to the end of the year and go, man, the Raiders almost had it. They lost 12 games by one point. Yeah, they still lost those games. And Brady and Belichick were so good because they both had the poise at the end of games to win games by a field goal. I mean, they, they just knew how to win. They did. They look, you look at, you look at the way that they won just their Super Bowls. 
Those games were almost all nail biters. They yeah. didn't go and route people. The way they beat the Seahawks in the Super Bowl was a, with a defensive play at the end. The way they won their first three Super Bowls with, with Adam Vinatieri taking a last-second oh, oh, field goal. Uh, cheating, too. But it wasn't it wasn't Brady making you know big arm throws to to be the hero. Yes, he had a twenty eight three comeback, or or they were down you know twenty eight to three and had that huge comeback against the Falcons. That was his shining moment. But dude, those were team wins. I don't know, man. I'm putting it on Belichick. I think somebody goes in there and the idea that Tom Brady wanted to finish his last two years with fun. I want to go and have fun, dude. You went to nine Super Bowls. Oh, I'm sorry your coach didn't give you a hug after every game. But whoever goes in there is going to relish the opportunity to play with a football genius in Bill Belichick and a guy that doesn't only figure out how to put Tom Brady in an advantageous position. He had Jonas Gray run for 250 yards and he cut him two weeks later. Here's, I think, also another factor you're not thinking about is Brady's mentality. Okay. I mean, the reason those two got along was because... Bill Belichick was a perfectionist and completely anal retentive about football, meaning like he knew everything. Yeah. And Tom Brady was one of the most annoying and ruthless <laughs> competitors ever. He's on the scale of Michael Jordan. Yeah. Michael J. I, I would put the scale at like Michael Jordan and Tom Brady, one A, one B, Kobe Bryant. I mean, those are the three just most ruthless and violent competitors ever. They hate losing. They play to not lose. Yeah. So what happens when is they... Andy Dalton going to play to not lose, or is Andy Dalton going to go to New, uh, New England because he goes, "Hey, I'm getting paid again." Is Andy Dalton going to listen to everything Bill Belichick says and be coachable? Is he going to be able to well... do everything Bill Belichick <laughs> says? No. Well, Bill, if, again, if I if I look at Belichick and what he's known for, is going all right. This is what I have with this dude. This is how I'm going to make it successful. What happens if they lose, start losing games in Tampa Bay where it's everybody's having a good time and one of the most ruthless competitors in the history of sport gets pissed off because people aren't winning games? I think it blows up in their face. So, mm. I mean, you kind of made the point for me, but I think Brady starts yelling at people and everybody's like, hey, man, we're just supposed to be having fun. We're down here in Florida. Maybe oh, Antonio it. Brown is going to listen to everything Maybe they need says. a leader like that. Yeah, a guy with a noodle arm that has throwing the ball for 27 years in the NFL and doesn't have what he used to have. Okay. It's supposed to go and lead them. Think about it this way. You had a guy leading your team and I'm using the air quotes here leading because Jameis Winston. I think the only thing Jameis Winston leads is a fork of food into his mouth. (laughs) He eats W's. You go from that (laughs) to a guy who demands 100% full commitment. Yeah. And, you've got a and then you've got a head coach who tried to do the same last year, but you had a quarterback who was so effing incompetent that he couldn't do it. Yeah, and he's a quarterback whisperer, and Tom Brady's going to be open to a lot of criticism. He hey, might man, be. He might here's be. what I need you to do. He might be. Here's here's a reason. All right. Coming to, come to Brucey's office. I need to talk to you, Tom. Um, hey, I just wanted to you know kind of point out the things that you've been doing wrong your entire career. You know those nine Super Bowls you went to? Could have been ten if you listened to a guy like me. So let's just sit down and talk about, you know, your form, your footwork. Your mm-hmm. No, get out of here, dude. Tom Brady is Tom, who he is. He's not going to be super coachable in Tampa Bay. And when that team starts to, starts to play poor and guys don't show up with the same work ethic that Brady has, because the nice thing about Brady in Belichick's system is there was two guys that demanded the same thing of everybody around them. So when Brady started screaming at people, they're like, not as bad as Bill yelling at us. 
it's a different environment, man. I don't think you just take pieces and move them around and it works. Incredible text here. Well, go ahead All and read you it. can eat crab legs if you can steal them. There you go. All right. Um, also, yes, yeah, somebody mentioning uh, Belichick's wife. She is very hot. Yeah. I, mean, they're, they're, I, I think they're just saying, like, <laughs> you know, hey, if you want to go to a team like the Andy Dalton thing. Like, yeah. I think that's that's a good reason. You can I, see Belichick's wife a lot. Well, there you go. I mean, I, I don't know, man. You want to go somewhere where they've had success. I, I love the whole Matt Castle thing, too. That argument every time. Why? What's what what's your problem? always point to it for Belichick. It's it's not a bad uh, little mark on the resume. I, I guess. I don't know. Jaco- Jacoby Brissett and Jimmy Garoppolo both got paid tons of money for just filling in for the four-game suspension. Yeah, four games. I understand that. It's four games, not a whole season. I didn't say it was. Whoa. Easy does it. Um, I've got a list of players that looked weird in other uniforms. We'll stay on this, uh, this topic for a little bit. I'm going to see if you remember all of the stops that these guys made because looking at the pictures are absolutely bizarre. So we'll do that. Uh, faces you know in uniforms that look bizarre. After this, are we? Are there sports to update? This sports center. It appears by looking at the clock that we got maybe a little carried away in the Tom Brady stuff, so we'll uh, punt on the uh, famous faces in uh, strange uniforms until next hour because uh, we do have good versus evil coming up. Um, I didn't double-check. Jen might be coming in. We'll see. I've got baseball players on that, too, so that might make uh, make some sense. But I did want to uh, share this story. has a little bit more of a local slant on it. I don't want to get too far into the coronavirus um, but obviously it's disrupted a lot of local businesses and it's great to see people being uh, creative out there um, and finding ways, you know, keep people employed and go and, and serve the community at the same time. Uh, so I asked you, Will, have you seen the story on Boober Eats? Uh, one more time, Boober Eats? Boober Eats. Is that a website for guys who are looking to eat boob? No. No, it is certainly not. Uh, like just stuff their face with boob? Boober Eats is uh, the brainchild of the owner of the uh, Lucky Devil Lounge uh, Gentlemen's Club. They closed its doors uh, for business across Oregon, uh, and residents have been put into isolation because of the virus spread. Uh, So the owner came up with the idea, at first as a joke, of sending out uh, the young ladies that work at his uh, peeler joint Mm. and sending them out with food delivery giving a quick dance mm. and being on their way while still maintaining social distancing. Mm-hmm. So they're doing little strip teas. They're wearing pasties. So it's not nudity. <laughs> they're delivering food in pasties. The bouncers are staying employed because they are doing the driving mm-hmm. and escorting the girls. And then you get a little, a few second dance and here's your food. Okay. So am I a group of one on this? Because I've thought about this before. What, that it's awesome? No, that, like, oh. is it really that cool to watch strippers while you eat? Well, you don't, I don't think you watch them while you eat. They just deliver the food, and then they do a little jostle, and but then they take they off. they do, like, at places like Star's Cabaret, right? Oh, I mean, yeah, they serve food there. Yeah, I've never eaten, I've never, I've been to, I've been to a few strip clubs. Like, have never you ever eaten done anything sexual while eating? Huh. It doesn't no. sound appealing, does it? No. I can't, no, I can't say that I've And really... I've thought about that before, too, of, like, the idea of you go to a strip club and they give you, like, a steak and a baked potato yeah. and, like, really nice food, and then there's, yeah. like, naked women in front of you. I, 
I think it would ruin the meal because it's like, well, what am I focused on here? Yeah. See, what it would do is it would take away your attention. You need your attention all, all on one or all on the other. Yeah, I'd like to focus on the nice piece of meat in front of me. Or my food. Uh, chuckles. Um, yeah, I don't know. I 55305, it's a fan text line. Uh, can you enjoy a meal at a strip club? I can't say that I ever have. But I, it's also never crossed my mind going into a strip club going, it's got a menu. God, I'm starving. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. It's like, oh, I'm so hungry. Um, excuse me, uh, chandelier. Uh, just wondering, uh, how are the fries? Do you think I should get the tater tots or the fries? What can I do for you? Oh, I'm in a huge hurry. Uh, do you guys have burgers? Listen, Mercedes, just wondering, uh, what do you think, burger or chicken sandwich? Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you guys do bottomless uh, fries like Red Robin? That would be a great thing for a strip club, by the way. <laughs> just bottomless corn. fries. Somebody's just corn dogs. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, meat on a stick. Meat I on think. a stick. Meat on a stick would be the, the thing to serve there. I don't know. They I mean, people, me in college. People rave about the steak bites over at the A crop, but haven't been in there to try them. Why hasn't somebody done that, though? I want to revisit this. Done what now exactly? Bottomless fries at a strip club. I don't know that they haven't. I think there's like some of the, uh, you know, the uh, sex clubs. Have buffets. Go in there, get uh, replenished. Well, that's like a sex club, though. That's yeah, like totally actually different. having sex. Sure. Not at a strip club, though. Yeah. Now, I will say no to bottomless fries at a sex club, and I'll say no to any food at a sex club because people are having sex. It's got a sneeze guard. And the salad bar. They're safe. I'm just saying that, like, if I go to a strip club, I am more likely to sit there, keep spending money on the dancers and everything else if continually somebody is serving me a hot plate of fries <laughs> with ketchup. Like, I'm definitely going to stick around for quite a while. Yeah, dude. French fry motion. Keep your eyes up. You don't yeah. really need to focus on it. I mean, you can figure out the dip. Yeah. There. And has anybody yeah. ever tried to bring their own food into a strip club? That's another thing I think about. Like, would they, get, would they kick you out if you came up to them with an igloo cooler? of turkey sandwiches, chips, and cookies. And you, they were like, whoa, excuse me. No, you can't come in here. And you go, oh, can't I? And then you... Uh, a big old a, wad of... Yeah, a yeah. whole wad of like Cash. You know, 20s, whatever. Sure. Like they're probably going to let you in, right? I just picture you sitting on the rail at a strip club eating a Lunchable. I don't know why that image just popped in my head, but it delights me. On stage? Yeah, it's just like on the front rail. So oh, like, on, yeah. yeah, right up on the... On the uh, corner of the stage sir get and your crappy meat off the stage peeling your lunchable back and then just snacking your little cracker sandwiches well i would get the pizza lunchable oh obviously and a capri sun Ooh. there you go now you're talking i'm just saying man like there's a lot of things about food at strip clubs that i don't think people ask enough or take enough chances speaking of the capri sun wouldn't it be a good way to serve wine have the little pouch there yeah yeah i'd like to think they've probably done that Rose. That is a good idea. Rose. Yeah. yeah. I think that works. A All kid's, right. a kid's uh, or an adult's Capri Sun. Yep. Well, let's uh let's do some good versus evil, shall we? Uh hopefully you've prepared for this cuz uh I don't know what there are for sports. Text line ham and clam sliders. <laughs> uh, I wasn't sure I should read that surf, one, but it did delight me. Uh Surf and turf. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, uh, five five three zero five. We're putting together a menu for a strip club. Send in your ideas. Uh, good versus evil next. Center and Saint, ten eighty the fan. Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to the, What has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions. I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, bro. <laughs> Let the center and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil, brought to you by the titan of Hawaiian restaurants, 808 on 1080 The Fan. What was my mentality going into game six of the Eastern Conference Finals against the Celtics? Oh, at game six? My mentality was like, if we lose, Pat Riley may break us all up. And I don't want that. May I? It might be the. It might be the quickest breakup in basketball history. And not only they might break it all up. Uh, my legacy gonna take a huge, huge hit if I don't go out here and perform at an all-time high. That was Bronny Bron 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 Bronowski, LeBron James, in the midst. Of all this boredom surrounding COVID-19 cancel culture in sports, the Los Angeles Lakers superstar held a 45-minute Instagram live video chat with fans Thursday night. Instead of mentioning the fact that two teammates tested positive for the coronavirus, James talked about Game 6 of the 2012 Eastern Conference Finals against the Boston Celtics. It was during that game he scored 45 points and basically staved off elimination. He said, as you just heard, that if they had lost the game, he thought the Heat would have traded the big three. Him, Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade. Got rid of all of them at the same time. Just go to the different corners of the universe. Okay, quick, rewrite history. What would have happened? And uh, where would each have gone? Uh, let's see. So LeBron stays in Miami because he's the best player on the team. And Dwayne Wade stays in Miami because, well... He was still good. Chris Bosh probably gets traded and they go out and get more shooting or something. I don't know. Um, I'd like to think that they go to the the nether regions. Let's say LeBron goes to Utah. They send uh, Dwayne Wade to Memphis and then they send uh, Chris Bosh back to Toronto. Obviously, you want to be elite and maybe view yourself that way. You can you can tell me if it's otherwise. And maybe he views you as good or maybe. He views you as elite and wants to use you as an example, like he can go at you as you mentioned. What do you think he actually thought of you? That was the used car salesman who convinced you to spend 5000 over Kelly Blue Book value on that 2008 Chrysler Aspen. Max Kellerman, former cornerback for the Detroit Lions, and Darius Slay described the ESPN this past week. The process by which he lost all respect for Detroit's head coach, Matt Patricia, is compromised of two incidents. One in which Patricia told him to that he was not elite after he had a Pro Bowl season. The other, where Patricia plastered a social media post of Slay on a board during a team meeting, then pretty much just disparaged, disparaged him for 10 minutes. Does it seem like the rest of the Lions kind of feel this way, that Matt Patricia just didn't write? The rest, the rest of the team the rest of the league or all anybody paying any attention to the nfl whatsoever because he it's felt out of place since day one you just look at it you're like oh this team isn't getting any better and the he, guy kind of looks lost he doesn't seem to have any leadership it's funny the bill belichick coaching tree is such a like utter failure but then you look at bill belichick and everybody trying to pretend to be bill bill, bill belichick doesn't work he's very genuine if not you know 
the biggest curmudgeon that we've ever seen. At least he is who he is. Everybody trying to play the part does a terrible job of it. The important thing to mention on that, by the way, the Bill Belichick head coaching tree. Yeah. Yes. For sure. Because those coaches always end up getting fired and then being a coordinator and really good again. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Not having to kick extra points and things like that. So it's me me being a, a competitor and a, a guy that likes to get the juice going with my teammates. You know, after, after we score touchdowns, I like to celebrate and things like that with the guys. So I have to, you know, tone that down a little bit and relax because now I'm in, I'm in a situation where I can't be out of breath and I can't be because we always going for two <laughs> and we always going for one or uh, three. That was the only exciting part of the past XFL season. P.J. Walker, if you can remember, he played for the Houston Roughnecks last season. Which Obviously. was, I think, like three weeks ago. Walker <laughs> played pretty well during the few games that he had. Now there are sources out there that are saying the Seahawks, Cardinals, and Broncos are actually interested in signing P.J. to a deal. Did you think NFL teams would show interest in XFL players this soon? Yeah, they made an announcement that they were going to allow NFL teams to sign them in this free agency period when everything was suspended. Yeah, I don't see why not. I mean, you're not going to be adding a lot of superstars from the XFL, but you have roster spots that need to be filled by guys that are in football shape and ready to go. And even if the XFL wasn't the greatest competition, it was, you know, probably better than Pac-12 football. Am, am, I, am I right? Uh, Am I right? That's an interesting... Am I right? I don't Am... know. That's an interesting uh, proposal you have there. Yeah, just saying. I think that that could be a discussion in itself. <laughs> All right, time for my favorite story of the week. This one comes from Gallup, New Mexico. Been finding some good stuff from New Mexico lately. Thank you, New Mexico. Good stuff and not just green chilies because <laughs> they're fantastic. Your headline, New Mexico man says he unknowingly stole TVs while drunk. That'll happen. A New Mexico man is facing charges after he told police he unknowingly stole two televisions while drunk. The Gallup Independent Report says Sage Aaron Cummins, I swear that's his name, was arrested last week shortly after following his arrival to the victim's apartment to return the TVs. Again, just to reiterate, he stole TVs while drunk, then returned them. Yeah. Well, he said TVs. I was hoping it was a lot more than two, to be quite honest. Gallup police, an officer was investigating a burglary report when Cummins approached him and admitted, hey, I stole those TVs. Cummins told the police officer he was, quote, unquote, very intoxicated when he entered the residence. There you go. Seems like a good guy when he's sober. Terrible guy when he's drunk. (laughs) The officer says, quote, he woke up at 830 the next day and noticed he had two TVs. (laughs) Yeah, that would be the most like jarring thing ever. I think. I don't know. If you what woke if... up, if you woke up blacked out, and there were just two TVs that you did not recognize in your room, that'd be a little jarring for me. My brothers woke up in a Las Vegas hotel room with a uh, housekeeping vacuum. Yeah, that's a little weird. Like if yeah. you had zero recollection as to why that vacuum's in there, well, yeah, I'd be like, what is going on here? Eh, I saw it in the hallway, and I figured I'd put it in bed, and they wouldn't remember how they got there because they were all pretty much gone and none of them did and then they found out why that's funny yeah yeah i think that is like probably one of the more i mean i'm sure there's more 
like frightening things to wake up from blacked out. Oh, like, yeah, you wake up next to a stranger or you wake up with a big gash in your forehead or you, or you wake, wake up, up in a tub a full of ice and your liver's gone. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. There's a lot of things. Missing an appendage would be one of them right up there. But, yeah, the big scar and the ice bath. Oh, man, been there, done that. But think about waking up in your room. Yeah. Because you gave me the hotel example, and I think even in that one I'd kind of be like, sure. yeah, whatever. Yep. Um, but it's your own room. Your own surroundings, which you know very well. Sure. And all of a sudden you look over and there's two big ass TVs. Yeah. Just chilling. Yeah. You're like, I'm probably in trouble. How big ass were they? Well, it doesn't really get into that, but yeah. I'm just assuming that he stole two big TVs. Yeah, but like look, if I'm drunk and both, I want to steal know, a TV, were, I'm going big. I understand that, but if there's two of them, they're probably small. Uh, because I oh. doubt he had the wherewithal to take one, then go back for a second. Okay, so let's examine it this way too. He's blacked out stealing TVs. He's obviously driving. Sure. I can assume since obviously. he lives in New Mexico, maybe he's he's got a pickup. Yeah, that makes sense. So he's just he's he's driving around, parking up on curbs, breaking into homes, stealing TVs, throwing them in the bed. But he went his to, phone out to Google Map his next location of. But he went theft. to return it. You said in the story, yes. Yes, he returned it. So he knew where it was from. Where did he steal it from? Just randomly found it when he was like. He turns in. He just went into an apartment and took a TV. Yeah, it's probably in his same apartment complex. That well, doesn't my, say that. That's my guess. Listen, we're trying to put this puzzle back together. You and I are not exactly detectives, but I think it's pretty great though that he. You just, know what? We do need, We do need a buddy cop show. You and I. We should be detectives. The sinner and the saint. Radio hosts by day and detectives by night. Private eyes. I think we'd be terrible at it. I know. That's why it would be a we'd good be TV really, show. We'd be really, really bad at it. I, this is what I'm saying. Like, I I wouldn't have a... I, I've thought about that before, being a police officer or a detective. It's like, I know I would be terrible at it because I would get too caught up in the details. And I'm not saying that to be like, I'm so intelligent. Like, I seriously, something would happen. I'd be like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, this case would totally stump me because I couldn't get over the fact that he t stole two TVs and returned them. Yeah. I'd have to go talk to the guy for, like, three hours and be like, what were you thinking? Yeah, I woke up drunk once. I was in uh, the parking lot of the Ellis Island Hotel in Las Vegas, which is not on the Strip. Ah. And uh, I was sleeping in the bed of my truck. I had a truck with a canopy. And when I moved there, I brought a twin mattress, so it's actually still in the back. So I actually did that a few times. Uh, All right, that's safe. Well, hey, listen, this is safer than driving. When you black out drunk and sleep in the bed of the truck. And uh, and I was actually kind of proud of myself. I'm like, ah, oh, I'm glad I didn't drive. Good for me. And then I went to get into the cab of the truck and leave. And sitting on the middle of the driver's seat were my keys. And I was like, ah. So I had to call the, uh, the our friends at the you know locksmith. I'm like, well, that all happened. And I'm like, well, whoops. All right, Jen Ellis is going to join us in the next hour. Uh, we need to get into what was what was the thing that you like so much to talk about? Oh, Pac-12 or XFL? Where are you finding your next NFL players? Um, we've got uh, famous faces in weird places throughout sports history, um, and then uh, oh yeah, no sports are being played, so we'll figure it out as we go. Sinner and Saint, right here on 1080 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.